It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 4th, 2018. My name is Phil Brosnanreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the Magic's upcoming game against the Miami Heat. Magic back in action on the road. Playing against the Miami Heat uh, tonight at 7.30, so we'll talk a little bit about that ma- that matchup. And then uh, I was able to go to Magic practice on Sunday. We'll talk a little bit about how the Magic are feeling uh, as they continue the second quarter of the season now, as their schedule continues to move on, and as they get past this first big road trip. And yes, there's still a little bit of road difficulty coming up. The Magic have two home games this week. Then they go on the road to Dallas, followed by Mexico City. And then the schedule does lighten up a little bit or does provide them a few home games and a few opportunities to to build some wins and get some practice time in the comforts of the Amway Center. So definitely an interesting part of the season. So we'll assess where they are there and how the team is feeling here a little bit from uh, DJ Augustin as well as Steve Clifford about where the Magic are, are at so far. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Looking to get a leg up? On the Miami Heat or Denver Nuggets, check out Locked On Heat or Locked On Nuggets. Both of those podcasts are fantastic. And they cover the teams with the same minutia and detail that I cover the Orlando Magic here on Locked On Magic. You can also check out Locked On NBA for the national perspective on issues going around the league, as well as Locked On Fantasy Basketball for your fantasy fix. There's a Locked On podcast for your daily needs every single day on every team in the NBA, every team in the NFL, a growing number of MLB teams, as well as of college teams as well with the college football playoff and college basketball now in full swing. You can check out all those podcasts, of course, on Locked On, the team you're looking for. Just search on iTunes for that today. Remember, it's your team every day. The Orlando Magic back in action after a couple days off coming back from the West Coast. So I'll head down to Miami for a quick trip to play the Miami Heat uh, in a game that actually seems to have a little bit of gravity to it. 
the Miami Heat have been a really inconsistent team this year, and, and that inconsistency is not completely their fault. They have a lot of injuries. Goran Dragic is officially out for the game. They'll be getting Tyler Johnson back from injury. Justice, Justice Winslow's been in and out of the lineup. Hassan Whiteside's been in and out of the lineup. Um, Rodney Magruder, who had a fantastic game in the opener, is questionable for Tuesday's game and does not look like he's going to play. So the Heat have had to deal with a lot of ins and outs in the lineups, and, and as Magic fans know from last year, that's extremely disruptive. This Miami Heat team for most of the season has not looked like the Miami Heat teams that we expect. 105.6 offensive rating is worse than the Magic. Their defensive rating at 106.8 is now top 10, so they're a good defensive team, but their offense has just struggled so much. Minus 1.2 net rating, they're they're really struggling a bit to get themselves going. You know, it's better than the Magic overall. But Miami's problems have been a little bit more persistent. They haven't had maybe the wild swing that Orlando's had where they were so bad for the beginning of the season and then found their way at the at the at uh, at this point of the season. Miami has had moments where honestly that heat culture, they look a little disengaged. But that's not the case today. So uh, in the last two games at least, Miami's played with a ton more energy, a ton more urgency, and a ton more intensity seems like they are starting to hit their stride just a bit. The Heat took a big win over the New Orleans Pelicans on on Saturday, I believe, on fri- Friday. Uh, you know, from the get-go, they were playing with a lot more intensity and focus than they had before. So that's a good sign for them. They brought that again to bear on in Sunday's win over the Utah Jazz. Dwayne Wade hitting a couple free throws late to seal that one up. Again, a very solid victory for them. So this is still your typical Miami Heat team. They get down and defend. They make life tough for you. They just may not be able to score as much as as you would think. Orlando certainly has their work cut out for them, but they've won game they've won plenty of games of late against the Miami Heat. Six of their last 10 in fact, including that season opener to start the year. Orlando has had a way with the Miami Heat, whether it's because of depth, whether it's because of uh, Nikola Vucevic just has his way with the Heat, just has big games against Miami. Um, the Magic have, have found a nice groove against this team, and so they're confident against this team. And even with a little bit of a layoff, it, it feels like Orlando should feel confident that they can win. But this game does have some import. It's not only a division game for whatever division's worth, which it kind of feels like it might this year for the Southeast Division especially. Miami's recent win streak has, has brought the Heat right on the Magic's doorstep. The Heat are now, I believe, a game and a half behind the Magic for that final playoff spot. And yes, this would make this a six-pointer in the soccer parlance. A win brings the Heat within a half game of that final playoff spot, and now all of a sudden you're looking at a little bit of a race. Not that it probably wouldn't be one anyway. But to win this game would mean, A, you had guaranteed yourself at least a tie of the season series, which could end up being important and we should start thinking about these things. And B, a win gives you a little bit more distance, especially with the Wizards now playing a lot better as well. Orlando is still at a point where they need to focus on themselves. Orlando is still at a point where they need to make sure that they're taking care of their business, that they are playing with the right attention to detail, the right intensity, the right energy, the right physicality, which has been an issue of late as well. And if the Magic do that, if the Magic lock down the glass, if the Magic you know, play with the defensive intensity that they need to play with, 
they'll score plenty of points. They've proven that over the last few years. They'll 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 take care of their business. And that's really the big key in this game is can the Magic execute their game plan? Can the Magic execute what they know they're good at as they continue to build their identity and something that the Heat have a little bit where they, they struggled a little bit, but they, they got it back. This one could be a, a knockdown, drag-out fight, and, and, and that's how the Heat want to play. But that's honestly how I think the Magic want to play too. Neither team is going to find it easy to score. The Magic are a better offensive team overall, and so the potential for Orlando to blow the doors open is certainly there. With the Heat not having Goran Dragic, they're certainly lacking a bit of pizzazz too, but they've been fine without him the last two nights, it looks like. So Orlando still has to bring that right energy. Now, the good news is, uh, reports from practice are that Aaron Gordon is feeling close to 100% healthy, uh, so that those couple days off really helped him. Um, look, So he should be ready to go, ready to contribute at a big level. You've, of course, got Nikola Vucevic, who's playing at a high level as well. Terrence Ross was a big factor in that first game that the Magic won by three points. And again, Orlando was winning that game running away. It was a late-game surge for Miami that brought it close, gave them a chance to tie it at the end that the Magic stopped The Magic stopped with solid defense. This game will be all about the Magic's defense because the Heat are not a team that's going to score a lot of points if your defense is sharp. That's what they've proven this year so far. They're not a strong offensive team. They're one of the worst offensive teams in the league. Not the worst, worst, but, but still not good. So the Magic have their work cut out for them, of course. The Magic have to make sure they take care of their business. And if they do that, they'll have a great shot at a win, at a road win against a division opponent. Certainly with a back-to-back coming up against a really good Denver Nuggets team, it might be good to get this one. It's December. I'm not going to say what you're thinking I'm, I'm leaning, I'm suggesting, but this one would be nice to have. So we'll see if the Magic can pick it up. Tip-off is at 7.30 at Arizona Fox Sports, Florida, in Orlando. We'll have complete, complete coverage on orlandomagicdaily.com after the game, as well as here on Locked on Magic, so be sure to tune in tomorrow. You may have noticed in Orlando that it has gotten warm once again. In fact, record highs throughout Central Florida. I know Melbourne had their, their highest December temperature since... 1940-something, I think I saw on the news. It's warm here. And I'm sure some of you are going on vacation to some places cold, to go skiing. I, I miss skiing. Um, and, and, and to do those winter activities, to get a flavor of the snow and remind yourself why you moved to Florida to begin with. But guess what? The cold front is coming back. Yeah, that moisture is coming back down. It might rain a little bit. It rained a little bit tonight. That cold air is coming back in. It's not going to get freezing cold, but you never know. Don't quite bring the tarps over your plants quite yet, but whether you're getting ready to travel someplace with cooler climates or preparing for those three days here in Florida where it is just colder than you thought Florida could get, Action Heat Clothing is what you need to keep yourself warm. They make the world's best battery heated clothing, heat on demand at the touch of a button. You can control your environment with Action Heat. Action Clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to a heated car seat. Those are nice. They can reach temperatures of up to 135 degrees and are powered by rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion batteries that last up to 12 hours on each charge. 
Action batteries can also be used to recharge your phone or any other gadget while you're wearing them. That's pretty neat. Perfect for any friend or family on your holiday gift list, especially if they're in colder climates. They're great for anyone who works outdoors, skiers and snowboarders, or anybody that loves the outdoors or just hates being cold. Action clothing provides toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body, including heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and even undergarments like heated base layer shirts and long johns. You can stay warm and cozy from head to toe with Action Heat. Action Heat is available in men's and women's sizes and has great new styles and models just released for this winter season. Make winter activities more enjoyable with a blast of warmth. Action Heat is the perfect solution to keep you toasty and warm even in the most frigid winter weather. Heated products that fit everyone's budget starting at just $39.99. We've got a special deal for our listeners to save 20% off their entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the coupon code locked on at checkout to save 20%. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat. And we thank them again for sponsoring the podcast. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The Orlando Magic have well passed the quarter pole this season, and while the Magic's record at 11-12 and 12, it, it isn't the most satisfying thing in the world, the Magic certainly feel like they've left some on the board, and 11-12 and 12 is... Yes, still a losing record. There is a different feeling about this team. You know, again, something intangible. And, and maybe we're all still waiting for the other shoe to drop, and maybe that's from the, the constant scarring that we've been through with this team and with this organization over the last six years. But something does indeed feel a bit different about this group. It was something that, that Steve Clifford actually mentioned a little bit uh, when we were talking to him at practice Sunday. That that you know he, he he said he came to this team wanting a clean slate and wanting to kind of take a fresh eyes on this team. And, and he said he talked to Jeff Weltman and John Hammond and Steve and David Tenney and, and everyone he could talk to about this group. He talked to the players themselves and, and studied the tape to, to come up with a way to get them to play to, to prepare them for the upcoming season. But he he, he said. There's something different about this group too. You could tell there was an extreme desire to win. That there was a lot of determination from a lot of players on this team to change the narrative about this group and change the narrative about this franchise. They wanted success. 
They wanted to win here in Orlando. Again, they were kind of forced in that position maybe, but they wanted to win. And of course, learning how to direct that effort and that determination to, to winning basketball is a much different trick because I don't doubt that they wanted to win beforehand. But maybe some of those lessons and, and some of the, the pitfalls that, they, that they'd fallen under in the last six years, maybe they were trying to change things up a little bit. Maybe they were trying to pr- approach the season with a little bit more of a seriousness uh, and a little bit more of, of a determination because this team has taken on several positive characteristics. Resiliency is a word that's thrown around a lot about this group and about this team, but it's true. They're resilient, maybe not in the most impressive of ways, but they're resilient in a way that previous Magic teams have not been. When they give up big leads, they fight back. When they're down five with 30 seconds to play, they fight back. And they've stolen a win maybe that they shouldn't have gotten. Now, They've given away some games maybe that they should have. And so there's still a process to winning. And so as the Magic came home from this West Coast trip and rounded the quarter pole of the season, there was a small sense of satisfaction, at least, of what they've accomplished so far. But also the sense that they still have a lot more to do. And that is a healthy mindset. That is absolutely where the Magic need to be because the number one goal that Steve Clifford has set out for this team from the very beginning was that they needed to get better as the season progressed. Well, I think that, you know, the the number one thing I think any coach in this league will tell you is that it's all about making progress, you know, through 82 games. So, um... You know, trying to evaluate what was good, what was bad. And then it's really you to have the right kind of group or not that understands that you got to keep playing better and better. You know, that's what the best teams do. And I feel that, you know, that's what, you know, our better players are leading the way and and uh, the other guys are doing the same thing. So we're having productive days and, and um, you know, we're playing better. And absolutely, they are playing better because if the goal is to get better as the season progresses, to slowly get better and better and better and better, then the Magic are doing that. And we can clearly see that from the statistics. Through the first six games of the season when the Magic were 2-4 and four and looked like they were going to be complete trash, the Magic were dead last in the league with a 99 points per 100 possessions offensive rating. The only team in the league scoring less than a point per possession. They were awful on offense, and it seems so long ago. Their defense, not much better, giving up 111 points per 100 possessions, bottom 10 in the league at number 20. And so, yeah, the Magic had a nice win against the Boston Celtics, but they got blown out against the LA Clippers. They got blown out against the Charlotte Hornets. They were a team that looked a little lost. But something clicked since then. Since November 6th, the Magic are scoring 110 points per 100 possessions. 10th in the league. And their defense is giving up 107.3 points per 100 possessions, 14th in the league in that time frame. The Magic have made undeniable progress, and you don't need statistics to see that. They're a better basketball team. They're moving the ball more effectively. They're getting good shots. 
to a point where the offense doesn't feel like a fluke anymore. Now, maybe they're not the 10th best offense in the league, but certainly in the middle of the pack. This is a group that is playing significantly better. This is a group that is playing together and buying in completely. And you can see it through the effort and energy. Even when they mess up, they find a way to bounce back. They find a way to stay in the game, to give themselves a chance to win. And that's why they've played the most close games of any team in the league. But this is still a team that has its warts. The blown leads among them, the fact that they're playing so many close games among it. Those statistics themselves, Steve Clifford has said, and I agree with this actually, that in order for this Magic team to be successful, they've got to be a top 10 defensive team. They're a long way away from that still, even in this positive stretch that they've had. The defense is still far too inconsistent with deep lulls of focus and energy. And the offense has to be in the top half. They're there at least for now. So yes, this team still has a lot of work that it needs to do. The improvement, the getting better, the day-to-day work has not gone away. But what certainly is different is the Magic and their approach is they recognize it. They're not resting on any laurels because they haven't earned any laurels. They know they still have work left to do. And so now they're trying to get it done. Now they're trying to put that work in. Every day, getting better. And we're seeing the results on the court. Most importantly, in the win column. Although, that still could use some work as well. Because this team is 11-12. and 12. They're not a winning team yet. There are still steps to take, and while the first quarter of the season and the season so far has seen the Magic take a lot of positive steps, they're not anywhere they want to be yet. And so the work continues. And certainly the Orlando Magic seem willing to put in that work more than ever before. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Locked On Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can go back and listen to yesterday's episode of Locked On Magic on again on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device to hear about my first quarter MVP as well as my questions for the second quarter of the season be writing those articles up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can check out my article on why Nikola Vucevic is the Magic's first quarter MVP up on the website today. So definitely check that out. And of course, full coverage of the Magic's game against the Miami Heat on OrlandoMagicDaily.com after the game. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter there at OMagicDaily. And, and we'll recap the Magic's game against the Miami Heat again. That tips off at 7.30 on Fox Sports Florida. But until then, 
For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.